أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل عقدة من لساني يبقه قولي رب أوزعنا أشكر نعمتك التي أنعمت علي وعلى والدي ونعمل صالحا ترضاه وأصلح لي في ذريتي إني تبت إليك وإني من المسلمين الحمد لله We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all the favors that we receive from him and that that we are unable to count them or be aware of them. Too many favors that during our awakening time and during our sleep time, during our remembrance time, during our neglect time that we are receiving from Allah. Everything that happens to us only happens because of his permission. Everything that takes place in our life, when it comes to our actions, it is by our own choice and decision that we make. So what we need to do is, is to take a little bit of time and to think carefully about our life and the condition that we are living in. Not meaning the environment that we live in, not meaning the state of the family or the people you are living with, but the condition within yourself. Because for each one of us, it's a different condition. There are those who will find peace in their heart. There are those who will find tranquility in their heart. There are those who will find anguish in their heart. There are those who are living every moment of their life being anxious, being envious, being worried, being frightened, being sad, being depressed. Each one of us, his condition depends upon his status at that moment when he is measuring with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hence, he said in the Quran, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم أذكروني أذكركم You must remember me, then I will remember you. This tells the clear fact that as much as you remember Allah, Allah will remember you. If you remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as he states, within yourself, he will remember you within himself. Meaning that whatever you need, whatever you require, within yourself will be fulfilled. However, maybe you will not be able to stretch a hand to help somebody else. You will not be able to show somebody else what you are enjoying, or shed a light about a matter or remove an obstacle to someone, or open a door for another. But if you remember Allah in a congregation, Allah will remember you in a better congregation. And that literally means Allah will give you the power and the strength to be able not just to help yourself, but to help those who are around you. And therefore, the greatest of men who do the greatest of dhikr of Allah, they are the greatest of men in guidance and support and help, even in this country. I give you an example. Simple people from Bangladesh, from Pakistan, who came earliest here, the simplest in their communities, those who are considered to be dull, maybe in some cases the intellectual dumb, maybe backward in their ways. SubhanAllah, because their intention is clear, their remembrance of Allah is good, and they are rushing around teaching the Quran here and there, and Allah is accepting their little effort when they intend to open a madrasa of Qur'an, the thing that we find difficult when we are building a hospital, 
or opening a business or what doing whatever, they find it very easy. Go to all the Islamic establishments, the biggest and the cheapest being bought in this country is Darul Ulums. I have seen many of them. In fact, the latest one I have seen, it has over 60 rooms. And the man told me he bought it only for a quarter of a million pounds. And here we are struggling to buy even five rooms and we cannot make ends meet. Why? Because Allah makes it easy for those who remember him in public using the Quran or using the teaching of Muhammad Sallam to be given the opportunity to take this not just for themselves but for those who are beside them. Okay? People who are also remembering Allah. It could be their family, their partners, okay? husband or wife. It may be their uh, children, it may be their relation, it may be anybody, it may be anybody, but it might go to the neighbor, it might go to the next neighbor, it might go to the congregation in the mosque you are. So the more you find yourself involved in helping people, this shows your status with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this also identifies something else, that subhanallah, the best of the people, as Rasulullah stated in the hadith, are those who are always there servicing the people, helping the people, supporting the people. And therefore, if somebody comes to you and you find it difficult to help or to support, if something is happening in front of you and you are able to do, but you find yourself in a position to say no or to restrain yourself or not to rush to help or to do, that means the status with Allah is not as you, what you think. So the more you do for Allah, the more he will do for you. So inshallah, I hope and I pray we learn from this that we go out of here, the dhikr we do in congregation here will be increased by us doing it at home. If we are married with our partners, if we have children with our children, if we are not married and if we don't have children, we should just do it. When you are walking, when you are in the bus, when you are in the train, when you are making your dhikr, when you are reading your Quran, when you are doing your salawat, not just say it in your heart. Don't just read it from your mind. Move your lips with it. But that is not sufficient. Make yourself hear what you say. And that's the best thing. And if you are able, say it loudly. One of the greatest hadith I have read about dhikr, they say that Rasulullah said in a hadith, which I cannot really remember now, that whosoever stretch la ilaha illallah as long as he can, Allah will wipe 70 years of his sin. You see, that's why in the dhikr, and this is not just being done just like that, to have a nice tune, but they try to stretch it as long as they can. And I remember our sheikh, when he used to give the bay'ah to somebody, when it comes to tahleel, he would say, la ilaha illallah, very long. We can't keep with him. Our breath is short. But he will keep on. The la, he will stretch it until he think, my God, how does he keep his breath? Because the more he says it, the more he benefits from it, and he knows and we don't know. And he understands, and we understand not. The more knowledge you have, the better you become. The less knowledge you know, the weaker you become. You are always in the dark, and you are not being able to. And therefore, by you doing what I'm telling you, then you will be a true follower of Sayyidina Muhammad Because Sayyidina Muhammad was the man who taught these ideals. Regular dhikr, Dhikr in congregation, and he used to encourage it. And subhanallah, 
encouraged so much the Salah in Jama'ah that he never wanted anything else. When the other companions in Medina who fell the mosque, he built himself with his poor companion, were not good enough for them, they built a better mosque. They call it Masjid al-Dirar, okay? The mosque of jealousy, okay? That masjid was built by those people who felt themselves better than those riffraffs, those weak fukara or poor people. And they came to the Prophet and said to him, because you are a great man, this is not fit for you. Come with us to show you where you can fit. And Allah said to him in the Quran, لَمَسْجُدٌ أُسِّسَ عَلَى التَّقْوَى ذَلِكَ خَيْرٌ لَمَسْجُدٌ أُسِّسَ عَلَى التَّقْوَى ذَلِكَ خَيْرٌ Indeed, the most that was established out of piety, that is better. And therefore, he remained. And what Allah meant for him, to stand together, not to separate, to hold together, okay? Not to stay apart, to help one another, not to act against one another, to be more praising of your brothers and sisters when you see them doing good, rather than scorning them and speaking bad about them or feeling jealous or envious about what they did. Our world today is a world full of jealousy, envy. People are not really understanding what is going on. And this is all because we are sick the world is sick. Maybe we have got a lot of the beautiful medicine that have been invented by the medical people. But believe me, spiritually we are sick. The world is sick. Because what we see happening is sad. I'm saying this because we see things happening, but we are not moved to help. And when others who are able to help go out to help them, but if they don't happen to be fitting to what we see by our eyes to be the right people, we say, ah, they're just doing it for a reason. Or they, I just want to make them Christian. Or these Jews are only doing this but just to raise their profile. But where is the goodness in us? Where is the himma? Where is the goodwill? There isn't. It's gone. And therefore we need to re-establish that, okay, by remembering that Sayyidina Muhammad was a mercy. And when you think about him as a mercy, don't think of him as a mercy to the companions, or the righteous, or the good people, or the awliya of Allah among the ummah. Don't even think of him as someone who's just showing mercy to the humans. But he's a mercy for every creature of Allah. Every creature. And therefore, when it comes to the human beings, He is a mercy to the one who is good and to the one who is doing no good. To the one who is righteous and to the one who is going against the teaching of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To those who are guided and those who are not guided. Those who are in the light and those who are in the dark. Every human being breathing on this earth since he was commanded to take the message of Islam and to bring it to mankind, he is under the shade of the mercy of Muhammad. Now, for the one who believes, will he die? If you are a believer, Muhammad was the mercy to you for calling guidance, calling you to guidance, calling you to be in the position of guidance. This is Rasulullah Okay? And for the hypocrites, for the hypocrite, that he will not be killed. For the hypocrite, that he will not be killed. If you look at our world today that we live in, it's a very strange world. 
that the Muslim who are practicing their Iman, practicing their Islam, yani when they see people doing the wrong, they want to do something against them. They want to kill. They want to uh, declare that they are not really believers. They want to point out their faults. But this is not the way of Muhammad Even if he realizes that you are a hypocrite, he will hide that fact from the others. You know why? Because he is the messenger of mercy. You know why? Because he would not like to see you being put in a position whereby you are ridiculed, put down, or insulted by anybody. Because after all, Allah said in the Quran, indeed we have honored the children of Adam, all the children of Adam, whether they are believers or hypocrites, they are preferred by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah created them, and that is the way it should be. Okay? But for the one who rejects the faith, okay, I don't believe in God. I don't think God is one. I don't think there is a God there. Whatever they state, whether it is shirk or kufr mahr, or just rejection of God, like atheists of today, this, subhanallah, Rasulullah did not tell us to go out and destroy them or eliminate them. On the contrary, you see there are people who are going around saying that the kuffar need to be eliminated, need to be killed. No. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says Allah has delayed their punishment to an hour that he has prepared for them. So to repeat again, okay, Rasulullah is a mercy to the believers by showing them the way of guidance. Rasulullah is a mercy to the hypocrites, okay, by not declaring them, by not putting them in a position to be known, but leaving them alone. And for the kuffar, by knowing that Allah has delayed their punishment, so to leave them to their own. Doing. And by doing that, then you feel you are doing the right thing. I'm saying this as well because once Allah allows you to be among those who are doing dhikr and the door open for you to be in a position of helping others or guiding them, you need to guide them according to the way of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You need to go and do the right thing according to the way he did Not according to what you think is right. Because sometimes the things that you think are right, they're not really right. Okay? And therefore, the most important thing for you is to look within yourself. To see the favors that Allah has bestowed upon you. And the biggest favor that you cannot really envisage or imagine or handle physically to understand is the faith Allah has entrusted you with. Allah said in the Quran, إِنَّا عَرَضْنَا الْأَمَانَةَ عَلَى الثَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَالْجِبَالِ فأبينا أن يحملنها وأشفقن منها وحملها الإنسان إنه كان ظلوما جهولا Indeed we have offered okay, the amana and the amana is لا إله إلا الله The amana is لا إله إلا الله We have offered this to the mountain and the heavens okay? and the earth they refuse to carry it because Allah سبحانه وتعالى stated to them when you carry لا إله إلا الله La ilaha illallah, through it you will be tested. La ilaha illallah, through it you will live a life of difficulty. La ilaha illallah, through it you could salvage yourself from a lot of evil and become a better person, but it requires a lot of effort, strive. La ilaha illallah is something that you need to take 
seriously because if you fail, you will come to me and I will judge you. And if you do not come to me the way I gave it to you, then I need to punish you, to purify you, to put you in the position I want you to be. So they said, no. And they were so frightened from carrying the responsibility. Allah said, okay, they were frightened. No, we cannot, our Lord. Allah said, but man said, give it to me. Where is it? Show it to me. I'll do it. This is the idea. You could see it normally in our life nowadays. There is something that people cannot do. Say, what is it? I'll do it. Just leave it to me. <laughs> okay? And then when everybody left, he comes up, my God, I can't carry it. But you said you will do it. Why don't you ask, what is it? Because they could have given you help, shown you what is it, explained to you. And Allah said, because man is by nature created to be selfish. One thing for himself. One thing for himself, selfish, you see? And he's always a transgressor. Against himself and against others. That's why Allah said in the Quran, do not wrong yourself. But we are always wronging ourselves. And then, subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that he is ignorant. Because the ignorance that man carries is more greater than anything else. Because if he has knowledge, he has light, he will not be in the position he is in. So please let us go back, go to our homes, sit down, reflect. But reflect within. Look within yourself. Where am I going wrong? What am I doing wrong? What is happening in my life? What can I do to correct my situation? All those things, when we think about them, then Allah will give us the tawfiq. Because Allah said, وَتَفَكَّرُوا And do, think, do ponder. Do ponder. And then subhanAllah, Allah is telling us to do that within ourselves. And within yourself, can't you see? So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow me and allow you to be able to appreciate all the bounties that he is always passing by us. Whether we know them or not, whether they are little or large, whether they are of importance in our eyes or not, every bounty from Allah deserves Allah's gratitude. And therefore, we should show gratitude to Allah. If you show gratitude, indeed I will increase you in bounties. But if you reject okay, what I have given you, because many times we don't realize it. Even we're sitting here and we're practicing Muslims. Sometimes Allah gives us the ni'mah and we say, just, I wanted more. Too, why, just, why, why this is little? And therefore may Allah allow us to appreciate even the most smallest kind of bounty Allah gives us, whether we know it or not. So that we can become among those whom Allah will increase, insha'Allah. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم يا من ترانا وتسمعنا وتعلم حالنا يا من لا يخفى عليك كن معرفتنا وأحوالنا نذلك اللهم بأسمائك الحسن العظام وباسمك العظيم الأعظم إلا ما عفوت عنا وغفرت لنا وسترتنا ونصرتنا وأيتنا ووفقتنا لما فيه رضاك يا كريم اللهم ربي أيدنا اللهم يا رب انصرنا اللهم يا رب وفقنا اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا وقلبا خاشعا ونورا ساطعا ورزقا واسعا وشفاء من كل داء والقنا عن الناس رب اشرح صدورنا يسر أمورنا افتح اللهم علينا فتح العارفين عاشقين اللهم رب اشفي كل مريض اللهم يا رب اشفي كل مريض يا رب اشفينا يا رب اشفينا وعافنا واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا اللهم رب استرنا اللهم يا رب انصرنا اللهم يا رب وفقنا ولأزواجنا وأولادنا وإخواننا وأخواتنا وقراباتنا وذوي الحقوق علينا ولوالدينا ووالد والدينا إلى آدم عليه السلام 
ولسائر المسلمين في كل لحظة وحين رحمتك يا رحمة الراحمين العفو والعافية والمعافاة دائما في الدين والدنيا والآخرة صلي وسلم على سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم if there is anybody sitting among us here who is not feeling well may Allah give them shifa if there is anyone sitting among us here who is in debt may Allah cover their debt for them and make it easy for them if there is anyone here sitting here who is married and have no children may Allah give them children those who are not married may Allah give them husband or wives and those who are seeking employment may Allah employ them and those who are employed may Allah make them honest and dignified in their work working with sincerity to fulfill Allah's duty and those who are seeking from Allah anything that we don't know of may Allah give them no Allah we ask you to accept the prayers of all those people who are praying and asking other than what we are asking you and to give us from what they are asking you no Allah we ask you the month of Hajj has entered this is May Allah make it easy for all the Hujjaj. Those who are intending to go to Hajj, may Allah make their life easy. Take them in peace and retain them in peace. Allahumma rabbi wafighna wa iyaahum ila al-haqq wa ila siratim mustaqeem. Wafighna wa iyaahum ila al-haqq wa ila siratim mustaqeem. Wafighna wa iyaahum ila al-haqq wa ila siratim mustaqeem. Wa salli wa sallim ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallim tasliman kathira. Subhana rabbika rabbil rati amma yasifun. Wassalamun ala al-mursaleen wa alhamdulillah rabbil alameen al-fatiha. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Yawm al-Din Iyaka na'budu wa Iyaka nasta'in Ihdina al-Sirat al-Mustaqim Sirat al-Lazina na'amta alayhim Ghayri al-Maghdubi alayhim Walad-Dalil Amin